Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. And hey, you can believe this. We are just about to be in a position to get it back. And you can thank Joe Biden for it because he is absolutely hapless he is uh what's the word what's the word yeah incompetent he's a bumbler a bungler and he's a patsy i said it (laughs) i Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. You may not have tuned in for all of that, but you're going to get some of it uh, here today. Thank you so much for coming along with us. And yeah, uh, even though that's probably just one side of the conversation that you're going to hear, but I thank Joe. Listen, you know what? Folks, I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this, and you can be mad at me if you're not. You can be mad at me or not. But Joe Biden, as I said before, He was ever elected almost a year before he was ever elected. I told the American people that Joe Biden is a gift that will keep on giving. I could not possibly see how God would use this man to wake us up. Isn't it amazing? There is no searching of his understanding. I'm talking about the good Lord above. It just amazes me how he uses situations that are absolutely dire. I mean, crushing, heart wrenching and breaking to wake us up. It it, it does that in our, in our, in our lives too. A lot of the times uh, uh, things that, you know, we, we, wilt about and weep about and really want to run from and think about their prophet Elijah uh, and pitiful me. Oh, woe is me. A lot of times that happens. Those things happen. They occur in order to see if we will pray and not faint. Oh, and I tell you something, the fainting's easy. Americans, but we, we uh, Christians especially, listen to me, you have been instructed, you have been instructed to always pray and not faint. And, and let me tell you something, the, 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 the situations that face us 
are the type of situations. Oh, believe me, I know. They are the type of situations that will make you want to faint rat now. R-A-T now. Rat now. If you just just look at them on face value, <laughs> you think, oh man, I, I'd just be better off not seeing this. I just want to faint. Men ought to always pray and not faint. Well, hey, listen, don't have time for fainters. You got to have time for people who's going to be prayer warriors. And even though we know that all of us get to that point, the Lord knows I do. And friends that I know, dear ones that I know, get to a point that uh, you just want to faint. You just want to give up. You're heartbroken. You're distressed uh, over, hey, maybe a relationship. It could be the state of America. It could be, you know, whatever's going on in your family. It could be anything. Uh, and all of us got that. All of us have those things that are going on in our family. And I tell you something, the best way to get over your situation is start talking to somebody else about their situation. Let them tell you, if they will, let them tell you their situation. Oh, my God, you'll find out that you thought you had it bad. <laughs> oh, the old saying goes, I... I cried because I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. You know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, Mick Mulvaney uh, is weighing in on Joe Biden. And Mulvaney is saying that Biden is extraordinarily weak. I would agree with that. I'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. He's, and, and as I just said to you, as I just set it up to you uh, here to set the pace for the rest of the show, except for my guest. My guest is not in on this. <laughs> no, he's not in on this, although he is a part of the men, women in blue, the men and women in blue who I do back. He is a good friend of mine coming up. I wanted to redo recapture. Uh, his interview because we had uh, audio problems uh, last time. We had some audio problems last time, and I had people texting me, calling me, saying, hey, hey, CL, you know, we didn't hear that police uh, guy on there. So... <laughs> oh, you didn't bring him back. Okay. So, Henry Whitehorn Jr., Sergeant, you are back by popular demand coming up in about uh, 20, coming up about 14 minutes. going to have Officer Henry Whitehorn Jr. on with me. And I certainly do appreciate all of you who back the blue throughout our nation. And I'm telling you, I've said to you before, I've said this in many, many speeches across the country. And we need to pay attention to this, what I'm about to say here very closely as uh, we see the unfolding of what's happening on the streets of America. When you see thugs, unruly folks, whoever you want to call them, hooligans, attack law enforcement, I want you to know something. I'm going to reiterate this before I bring Henry Whitehorn Jr. on, Sergeant Henry Whitehorn Jr. on. They're not attacking him. They're attacking you. You see, 
that badge, that shield represents the laws that you uphold, that you want upheld. Yeah, yeah. When, when the cop stands out in the middle of the intersection, let's say it's a four-way stop and, you know, the light's going out, whatever, traffic accident, what have you. When he holds up his hand to stop the traffic, they're not stopping for him. No, he's just a guy. They're stopping for you. Because you have ordained as a Judeo-Christian nation, you have ordained because you have dominion over your environment. You have ordained that there will be law and order. And you put a badge on his chest because he wants the job and, you know, he's capable of doing it. Most of them are doing it very well. Got cop friends all over the country. Own them all. Um, you know, in my, in my family, you know, have friends and loved ones who's been married to them, uh, dated them, whatever, you know. They're good people by and large because they are. And their heart of hearts is to be a servant. Yeah, unless they have the wrong idea about what being a police officer is about. No, they work for you. They work for you. And when they get out and put their hands up in the middle of a four-way intersection, the the cars are not stopping for them. The cars are stopping for you. And when someone attacks a law enforcement officer, they're not attacking that law enforcement officer. They're attacking you. Are are you hearing me? They're attacking you. And I don't care what color you are. And I can tell you right now, you can go to any under uh, uh, privileged black community, Latino community, white, poor, white community, any community where it's underprivileged and crime is uh, running around the street. You can see it. It's even inhabiting, uh, the, the crime spirits are inhabiting people. There are people walking up and down the street crazy as they want to be. They are talking to themselves and they are not on a Bluetooth. They are, it, 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 and I'm telling you, there is a certain lawlessness. That's one of the signs, believe me, that is absolutely uh, running wild in the streets of America, wild in the streets of America. And the you have ordained law and order. And so when the police officer goes in to put down someone who is absolutely raising Hades, then that police officer is not complied with by the person who is raising Hades and the police officer uses force, not deadly, although he, he's, he in situations that is called for, yeah, I'm all, I'm all with it. In situations that deadly force is called for, 
uh, officer, go home to your family and let us sort this out. Make sure it was righteous. But go home to your family. We understand because we want to go home to our family. So when he has to put down somebody, when he has to arrest somebody and use force to arrest that person because they did not comply. They, it wasn't because they didn't comply to him. OK, he's enforcing the laws that you want upheld. They're attacking you when they don't comply with him. They're not complying with you. Don't get that twisted. And, 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 and let's teach that lesson to that's the lesson. If, if there's any lesson to be learned, if there's any lesson that will put our young people back on track and that will save our republic, if there is any lesson, it is the lesson that the authority that young people feel seem to feel they are bucking against is themselves in their own land, in their own country, against their own birthright. Are you hearing me? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm talking much better than y'all saying amen today. <laughs> hey, equity, this race equity thing, like we can bleed over into that. No such thing. It just never has been. There's no such thing as, as equity and outcome of course not. That's why you play the Super Bowl. That's why some companies are successful and some companies fold up in, in, in six months. That's why some radio shows, you know, hey, when we started this radio show, I did not know that we could last uh, past a year. I've been here seven years now. When, when I first started doing what I did with grassroots and the Tea Party movement and all that type of thing way back, I never thought, 11 years later, still, still doing this? No, never thought. But things that are, but there, there are many things, there are many things that have fallen by the wayside, right? You've seen them, you've seen it happen. But, but, but things that are, there, there can't be equity in outcome. It, they're, they're, because there's not equity in the effort that's put into things to make them work and make them happen. Right now I'm putting in, uh, you know, time that I know is necessary to heal something that I want healed. You know, you have to put in the time to do it. You have to put in the, the effort to do it. You have to be real about wanting it to happen. And Lord knows I'm, I'm very real about wanting it to heal. And for things to, to for, for relationships to heal, and, and you have to put in time for that, and, you, and it doesn't take. Uh, sometimes it takes months. It may take years sometimes for for relationships to heal. And Americans, we we don't have the time for it to take years. Now we're gonna have to heal something within ourselves. Talking to conservatives right now, and all these rifts and so forth that uh, we have had coming out of. Yeah, going back to the, the early grassroots movement, the Tea Party movement, going back to those movements, uh, Tax Enough Already movement, going back to that. There have been feelings that were hurt back then. I know them personally. I know them 
personally, up front close, and call him right now. And uh, those relationships have never been healed. And it has led to what we are seeing right now. The bucking against certain types of authority. In, 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 and, and we're doing it in the wrong way. And it's hurting us in the right ways if you want to keep a socialist march uh, toward the sea going. And that's the, they're marching us straight into the sea. Joe Biden is mindlessly signing away the birthright of our nation. And this man has the nuclear codes. This man has the nuclear football. It's with, it's, it's within his, it's within his reach. There is a secret service agent that has the nuclear football for this incompetent man. It's within his reach. And if that doesn't scare you, man, hey, yeah, I am trying to scare you. If that doesn't scare you, then think about this. If anything happens to Joe Biden and he becomes incapacitated, the nuclear football is now in the hands of Kamala Harris. The nuclear codes are in her hands. And you know what? Quite frankly, folks, I'm not too sure (laughs) which one scares me more. I am not really sure which one scares me the most. Well, coming up on the other side of the break, we're going to have on with us... um, Officer extraordinaire and friend of mine, and Henry Whitehorn Jr. will be on with me. And uh, so don't you go anywhere. Thank you so much for tuning in to the C.L. Bryant Show. It is a great day in the USA. And so glad that all of you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back continuing putting down another plank in the bridge, another brick in the wall. Jared, we got to get a little bit of that uh, here soon. In fact, we're going to revamp our whole roll-ins and rolls-out because all in all, it's just a another brick in the wall. I'll be back. Ready? 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Still the greatest success story the world has ever known. You know how I know it's because of men and women just like you. The country is not about who's in office and who's not in office and all of that type thing. The country's still about you. And I still believe that you are a great Judeo-Christian people who will, of course, come to your senses. And believe me, who the Lord loves, he will chastise you and he'll bring you to your senses. See, the Lord loved that prodigal. And he chastised him, brought him to his senses. And you come home after that. Lord knows I have on the line with me someone who understands that. In fact, uh, he is going to uh, he's going to tell us all about a new book that he's writing. In fact, I'm having Henry back today. Henry was on with me last week, and I'm having him back today because I got a call from somebody. If I call his name, you'd know him. Uh, and 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 he said, "Hey, CL, uh, I was listening today, and that police officer you had on now, I, I couldn't hear him real good." Y'all, you need to get him back on. I think he was talking about something real good. You talk to him. So, so I, I, I said, okay, good. Got text about the same thing. So today, help me welcome back to the show by popular demand, Sergeant Henry Whitehorn Jr. Welcome back, man. How are you? I'm blessed, brother. How are you doing this morning, CL? Doing fantastically well, uh, my brother. And let me ask you this. Tell everybody about the book that is in the spirit realm right now that the Lord is about to give birth to shortly. Well, the book is called, uh, right now, is titled Kingdom Law Enforcement. It's not so much as... Uh, it is about law enforcement as it is about the revelation of Jesus in your life through the purpose of law enforcement, either currently in it, thinking about it, or having family members within law enforcement. And friends, we all have them in our families. We all know them. They're our friends. They're our nieces, nephews, our uncles, our aunts and cousins. They're our friends. And friends, I I want you to understand that there need to be uh, works done now that will help us understand law and law enforcement and the authority that they have given. You heard me say just before I brought Henry on that when the police officer gets out in the middle of the intersection, say a light's gone out, say that you've had an accident or what have you, and he raises his hand to stop traffic, the traffic doesn't necessarily stop for him. They're stopping for you. Because you give him the authority to act on your behalf. When they attack the law enforcement officer, they're not attacking him, people. They're attacking you. 
They're attacking the authority that he represents that's vested in him, given to him by you. Henry, do most police officers understand their role in society like that? Talk to us about it. I think they understand their role from a a worldly perspective, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I believe many of us do not know the role that we're supposed to have within a kingdom perspective. The academy, uh, whether it's from California to Maine, teaches you everything that you need to know or that you should need to know as far as uh, the laws, defensive tactics, how to use uh, uh, non-lethal weapons, lethal weapons, all those different things. What the Lord has put on my heart is to show them, because it was showed through me of being while being in the journey of law enforcement, the things that God wants to show us that are not being taught in the academy. And that is uh, the battle that is within ourselves that takes place the day once you you start the academy or graduate. The battle that is within law enforcement itself and the vision or the uh, perception that we have that the enemy says, look how people view you instead of look how God sees you through his word. Let me help everybody see our police officers. Scripture tells us that greater love hath no man than this, to lay down his life for his friends. Friends, I'm telling you, when you see that police officer running toward the danger, when you see, when you call the 911 and he's running toward your house to help you, you better understand he's coming as your friend and greater love hath no man, scripture tells you this, Jesus tells you this, than to lay down his life for his friends. And let me tell you something, uh, that is the servant, that is the ultimate, ultimate display of servant. And and, and that's what we're called to be. And when we hear uh, a a police officer, an officer like Sergeant Whitehorn here, uh, talking about the kingdom authority, you have to understand that in order to be a servant. Henry, the servant's role, you chose to take it on. That can be kind of difficult sometimes, can it? It can be a thankless job as well, too. Talk to us about that. I think one of the greatest servants uh, in the Bible, especially on the Old Testament, was David. And the reason I say David, when when he was told at a very young age as a, as a teenage boy, that he was anointed to be king, God could have made him king right then and there. But Saul was still king for 40 years, so that was a 40-year wait. In that 40-year wait, David still served the Lord. It does not, the word of God doesn't go into great detail about what he was doing as a servant, but that wasn't for public display neither. So, we have the title in law enforcement where we say, well, I'm a public servant. A lot of people look at that and say, well, me being a public servant means that I serve everybody in the public. That couldn't be further further from the truth. What that really means is that you are a servant for everybody that God sends across your path. That does not mean 
that you need to get a pat on your back for it. It does not mean that the media needs to say, hey, look at what this great... That's great if that happens. But if your role is to serve the kingdom of God, then you should never care that man ever sees what you do as long as God sees it. Wow. Hey, folks, if everyone, all of us, would approach our jobs and our duties as human beings the way this officer sergeant henry whitehorn jr has just laid it out i assure you we would have a better society why because we would be fulfilling the golden rule and that is doing unto others as you would have them do unto you serve others serve yourself that's the that's that's the rule of it and henry let me tell you something man you know i admire you know i really respect you the respect level the respect meter just shot off the charts by you uh actually uh articulating what i think so many police officers would really like to articulate at this point in time we're not enemies we're not friends we're just doing a job that is it a calling henry talk to us about the calling it there is a calling and and that is one of the chapters in the book that will get covered. But you can't understand the calling until you understand the kingdom of God. Once you have that understanding of what the kingdom of God is truly about, which the only revelation you will get is through his word, and then you, un- then you know what the calling is, after you get the calling, you need to know what the purpose is of that. A lot of us think that the calling, well, my calling on on my life is law enforcement because I want to help people. You can help people by cutting their grass. You can help people by directing traffic. You can help people by entertaining them as an actor. So I'm not saying that you can't help people within law enforcement. I'm not saying that wasn't your initial calling. But you need to understand what the calling is from God, not through your own eyes. And so a lot of us get, don't know that revelation. And when we look at, well, my calling is to help people, and then you get into law enforcement and the attack, which I go greater into detail, is not necessarily the citizens, but it's your coworkers, it's other officers, it's your superior, it's your subordinates. You get so frustrated with the attack that is in law enforcement where somebody's trying to stab you in the back. And, I, and all jobs had this problem, but I'm in law enforcement. I've never seen such a, a wicked attack within us as peers. It doesn't necessarily happen in academy because when you're in the, in the academy, you're all cadets, you consider yourself brothers and sisters. You may have one or two people you may not really care about, but you all have one goal, that is to graduate. But once you graduate and you're all in this together, all of a sudden you start attacking each other and when you start focusing when the enemy whatever the enemy has you uh focused on has now become your distraction because that's all he wants to do people say well i'm i'm just unfocused you can never be unfocused you either focus on the right thing or you focused on the wrong thing but you're never unfocused and the enemy knows that so what he does is he gets you to focus on what he wants you to focus on, which causes you to be distracted, which eventually makes you frustrated and angry. And you miss out on the, in the entire kingdom, the calling and the purpose. 
Wow. Hey, folks, I'm, I'm glad that I got him back on. Thank you for saying it. Because, see, this is building the bridge to conversation right here. And that's what we do on this show daily. But there are conversations that never are had. There's one of them. There's one of them right here. You know, Henry, uh, and, and you know this, that in uh, some situations that I'm in, uh, in other places in the country, feel pretty good right here at home. Uh, I, I have security, and many times I call on friends of mine who are uh, either retired police officers or off-duty police officers. And, uh, of course, of course I'm going to compensate them for doing it. Many times, I can't tell you folks how many times my folks have gone to give the compensation to the officers at the end of the night and they would not take it. And I would go to them with it in my hands. And I said, Hey, listen, thank you. Why, why are you not taking this? You know what they would say, CL, you're our friend. And we want to do this because we believe in what you're saying. And I, of course I send it to them anyway, whether they take it or not, but just the same, that Henry, I, I cannot tell you what that means as far as service is concerned. And folks, whatever you whatever your station is in life, approach it that way that you're doing it for the cause. And 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 if God blesses you, receive the blessing. I'm telling all my police officer friends, if God blesses you with the monetary thing, please, because it's a blessing that He wants you to have. Henry, let me ask you this then, young people, and uh, we got about five minutes left in this segment. In, in this segment, I, I want to talk to you about this, um, young people. Where are they missing it when it comes to? Uh, understanding police and uh, understanding police authority and where have we missed it in passing on the importance of that to them? I can say they've missed it, but we as the law enforcement officer can only teach them what is, what is right and wrong. And what I mean by that is to be the example. If, if I'm in law enforcement CL, and I currently am, and I was not serving God, and I was representing the kingdom of darkness, and, law, and you can ask, you know, most officers in the South, and I'll just use the South for instance, and you went up to each officer, 80 to 90% of them are going to say, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Yep, I'm a Christian. I believe in God, and I believe in Jesus. But what we have missed is that we're not we're not serving him, we're not obeying him. You cannot call yourself a child of God if you deliberately disobey his word. And I know some people say, Well, we're all sinners, you're judging me and all that. I'm not I'm not I'm not judging you, but if you don't have conviction of what you're doing, then you're not being obedient to the word of God. And so many and, and you see such this this massive attack on law enforcement where uh, people say, well, I'm exposed, these bad cops and all this other stuff. Imagine if you had a law enforcement agency of 500 people and 450 of them truly obeyed the word of God and served God and were representatives of the kingdom of light. The 450 officers would eventually weed out the 50, not by their own hands, but God would eventually move them out. But you also need enemies in your life to elevate you. God's word said that your enemy will be your footstool. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want no, any, I don't want no enemies. Well, God says that your enemy will be your footstool. What else is going to be your footstool? 
if 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 you have all these officers that represent the kingdom of light, God's word says that the darkness could not stand the light; it could not comprehend com- comprehend it. Darkness does not want to have anything to do with the light. You wouldn't have to worry about having bad officers if you had enough good ones doing what God has called them to do. Wow. The problem within law enforcement is that there's too many of us representing the kingdom of darkness and not representing the kingdom of God. That's where the problem is. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, man, I got to tell you that I appreciate so much you speaking out. It is time now for men and women of courage and conviction. There is no space for cowards or wallflowers. You must learn to speak up if you want to make it better. It'll never get better if you're not going to represent uh, who you should be representing. In this case, Henry is saying to all of you who say that you uh, represent the kingdom of God, represent. And if not, get out of the way and stop it. There's conviction that comes upon you when you know that you're wrong. And believe me, I just came through a situation uh, and a season where you know you're wrong. You Listen. You you know that God's still with you when you have conviction about it and you change direction. Henry, I want to thank you for bringing that type of clarity to this conversation. We must have this conversation regularly. So we're going to regularly have you on the show. So we're going to check in. And I've told you this in the past, but then COVID hit and all kinds of stuff, bad stuff happened. <laughs> I tell you, yes, and, but the Lord has brought us through and I'm, I'm so grateful I to bet. him. And so thank you so much for being on the show. Be sure to give your lovely wife, Mary, a good hug for us uh, yes, here sir, at the show. And uh, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. Henry and I are both members of the same church, Word of God Ministry, where our pastor is the reverend. Well, he doesn't like that. (laughs) Our pastor is James A. McMinnis. (laughs) He's James A. McMinnis. God bless you, Pastor. Forgive me for that. God bless you and God keep you. Fight the good fight. I'll talk to you soon. Amen, brother. God bless you, too. Thank you for everything, C.L. Yes, sir. Bye now. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. And that was my good friend, Henry Whitehorn, Jr. And uh, so grateful to God that he has the type of conviction that he has in his job. And I mean that, folks, when I tell you, seriously, that um, if all of us took with us you know, the type of attitude that was just conveyed over the airways here uh, through Whitehorn Jr. I'm telling you, the whole thing would be, the whole thing would get better by necessity. It would get better. Because the attitude is an attitudinal shift. Attitudinal shift. Your attitude shifts now toward your focus. And, and he, remember, remember what he said. He said you can never be uh, unfocused. You're focused, on, you, you're focused on something. You can be the right or the wrong, but you're focused on something. We'll talk more about it when I come back with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't you go anywhere if you don't get both hours. Download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. Listen to us wherever you go. Listen to us wherever you go. I'll be back. I'm CL. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Wake up, America. Wake up. Yeah. No, yeah. Smell the coffee. The coffee's cooking. But it's it's more than just uh it's more than just uh morning time here though. Oh no, we're at high noon. We, we, we've, we've gone through the morning. Hey, listen, it was morning time four years ago when we elected DJT. And even though the Dems did everything they could to cloud that situation, the economy told us that it was morning time. Black unemployment is the lowest rate that had ever been in this country told us it was morning time. Latino unemployment, same way. Women opening business in record ways because of rollbacks in business restrictions. It was morning time four years ago when Donald John Trump was elected president of the United States. And as as, as, as much as I, I hate to paint this picture like this, this is the way the picture is. This is the, this is the reality of it. Okay, this is the reality of it. And that there are those who want who did uh, put Will Kane. That's Gary Cooper. If you've never seen the movie High Noon, if you've never seen the movie High Noon, I think it might be free on some platforms. You see it tonight. Oh, it covers all of the uh, levels of courage in, in every gender in, in in every different type of person it covers all levels of courage and cowardice high noon and america i i, I am telling you right now that it is high noon in america and all levels of courage and cowardice are being displayed, put on um, display. All levels are being put there. If you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me at Rev C L Bryant. At Rev C L Bryant. Um, follow me on Twitter. You see, and, and hey, tell your friends about me. Um, this is the deal. Going back to Frederick Douglass, that runaway slave himself, the original runaway slave, in my mind. Of course, there are many before him, but he's of note. Big time note. Historical figure. And I thank God that he's given me a place in, in history as well. You know, history is written, 
know, me and my associates and people who are associated with me, I guess, uh, will will be there because the Lord has allowed us to at least put an imprint on historical things. I thank God for that. But Frederick Douglass, a historical figure, said to a young colored man, as we were called back then, Negroes, colored and Negroes, and that was if people were being nice. <laughs> he said to a young colored man who asked him the question, how do colored people get what is due them in this society? Douglas's words at the time were long before the NAACP. Well, yeah, I think the NAACP might have been uh, um, founded at the time of Douglas's death. He said, agitate, agitate, agitate. Now, that became a bad word uh, for conservatives during the 60s, right? Because even though I was on the other side, I wasn't a conservative. And of course, I wasn't. I was a kid in the 60s. I was just a kid. But in the 70s, it was also a bad word. In the 70s, it was still a bad word. And, you know, I had long hair. I mean, I had really long hair. And I was basically um, a yippie. Not, not, not a hippie, but a yippie. <laughs> Google it. Google yippie. You know, Abby Hoffman and, you know, um, Reuben, Jerry Rubin and those people uh, were people who were iconic in my world. J- uh, John Lennon. I'm telling you, I'm just telling you me is who I was. You know, John Lennon was iconic in my word, my world. If you've never heard John Lennon's song, God, uh, download it, listen to it. That was me many, many, many years ago, over 40 years ago. That was me. I believed that. I believed in that type of philosophy. Yeah. And when I tell you that when you repent of of certain things and you head in a different direction, the only thing you can imagine is where you, the ground that you've come from to get to where you are. And the word agitate to me back then was pretty much not the violence that you see with Antifa and everything, but you put yourself in the path of people who would be violent toward you. Agitate through your agitation. I was born to do it. Yeah. Just like Douglas and all the others. I was born to do it. You know, that's not what I mean. You know, I try not to I try not to do that um, when I'm away from, when I'm away from what I do for a living. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty quiet guy at home. But I'm, I, I was born to do that. And that's what's necessary now for you conservatives to learn a lesson from the pages of history and those who came before you who put into motion methods of agitation. And you uh, 
you you conservatives had better take a lesson from the liberals and learn now rules for radicals because you now are in the position to be those people. You must be radical in your approach to saving our republic or lose it. You see, in Douglas's day, he had to be radical even to enjoy the fruits of America or he'd never have it. I would not be speaking to you. Agitate, agitate, agitate is what was necessary to get what was needed for him to live the American life. You're not agitating to bring about socialism or rebellion against the American way of life. No, he was agitating to get his portion of the American life. Now, what you what you hear these clowns uh, in Antifa and, and, and Black Lives Matter agitating against, they're agitating to get an equal outcome. There cannot be an equal outcome. All you can do is whine that you haven't done everything you can do to get the outcome you need to get for yourself. And that is up to you and the decisions that you make going forward. And you can make the same old, same old decisions and get the same old, same old results. Or you can make a decision that you know is good for you. And get a much different result, a much different result, because you're dealing with it in a much diff- with much different knowledge. Oh, uh, all of you who were with me at the beginning of uh, Taxed Enough already, you remember it? You remember Taxed Enough already? Oh, you've let them vilify it, so. That it, it means... Those of you who were with me at the beginning of that, you know what we were needing to do. We had to agitate. That's what got back the House of Representatives. That's what got back the Senate. That's what put Donald Trump in the White House. That's what put George Bush in the White House. W. Then he became um, the platform, the launching path for Obama. Yeah, I said it. Yes, he did. The man started spending like a drunken on leave sailor. He started blowing and going our money. And when we're talking about tar bailing out, you know, uh, ass, uh, people, who, big major companies who uh, their assets were in trouble. He called John McCain and he called Barack Obama, both of them. He called them both to the White House because they both were running for president of the United States at the time. For those of you who have forgotten your history and forgotten what's happened here. Both John McCain and Barack Obama were running for president at the same time when uh, W, when, when George Walker Bush called both of them to the White House to sign on to uh, TARP. 
Both of them signed on to the idea of bailing out businesses and spending money without taxpayer approval to do it, which set the stage for either one of them, whichever one of them became president of the United States, they were going to continue the spending like George Bush had started. McCain would have done the same thing. He signed on to do it. Barack Obama did the same thing because he signed on. That's what he signed on to do. And that's what launched Taxed Enough already. Tea Party. It wasn't launched because of Obama's color. It was launched because of the spending that was just out of control. And if you thought, if we thought that it was out of control, then 11 years later, Look at where we are. Huh? 11, just look at where we are. 11 years later. Just look at where we are. And you have not yet began to, to feel the pain. You have not yet begun to feel the pain. Look at where we are. We told you. 11 years ago, we told you. And what kind of names were you called for telling them? Oh, my goodness. I can't repeat some of the names uh, on this show. Go back and hear the speeches. Go back and Google my speeches during the, tea, the, during the Tax Enough um, uh, era. Tax Enough Already era. Tea Party era. Go back and hear, listen to my speeches. They're prophetic. Your speeches, what you were saying back then, it was prophetic. Don't tell me that God does not use movements and moments and time. He does. They were prophetic. Go back and listen to them. Go back and look into some of your writings. Go back and listen to them. They were prophetic. And now look at what you're, you look at, look at what's happening now. And look at the slings and arrows that you suffered, that you had to suffer. Look at the slings and arrows that you suffered. And look at why you suffered them. Look at what's happening now. I'll be back. I'm CL. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains 
of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. And uh, all the shows are archived there. And uh, you can listen anywhere you want to go. We are on live, usually, <laughs> 12.05 in the East and uh, 11.05 Central Standard Time. And I guess you uh, weigh it out as we go toward the West. So glad that you come along with us to help us build the bridge daily to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryan Show. The saddest uh, news today that I'm reporting is that two FBI agents have been slain. That's not a regular occurrence. They were serving a warrant. Yeah, on some... Oh, my. I, I, I Let me not get into the, the name-calling thing. I'm just glad that well, yeah, he's dead. The guy who killed him it was a major gun battle. He was they were serving a warrant because he allegedly, and that's the American way, allegedly was involved in child pornography. Well, if you're involved in pornography in any way, uh, you know, you need to check the, the thermometer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if you're involved in child pornography, we should never cross paths because you are in serious danger. This man was uh, being served um for that suspicion and unlike most people who would be served like that he evidently was waiting for them because it was not what can i help you with officers it was boom 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 bang bang and the guy was no joke because he wounded a couple of other FBI agents. Killed two. May they rest in peace. Their bodies um, draped with American flags. Because uh, they were being friends to you. Did you hear the interview with Officer Whitehorn? I had Henry Whitehorn Jr. <clears throat> pardon me, back on the show just in the last hour. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. And, uh, of course, um, you can hear all the shows that are there. They were being friends to you, to our society, because that's the job that we have gi had given to them. Scripture tells us that greater love hath no man but to lay down his, but than this, but to lay down his life for his friends. 
And friends, when they were serving those papers, they were serving them as friends to you. Yes, sure. <clears throat> and pardon me, they, they were doing their jobs, but that's a job that you mandated for them to do. And that is to keep civil decency laws. You, 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 subscri- you subscribe to those laws. That's why they're on the books. It's because they're your laws. And when we send these men, it could be you, it could be me, it could be anyone, but it just happens to be this guy, this woman who decided to do this job. And I, I listen, they had some really good police lady friends. It blew the years. One in particular, she's gone on to be the Lord now, uh, Irma Jean Dunn. Yeah, friend of mine. She was a friend of mine, and then she became a friend of Jane and I uh, after, you know, years had passed. And let me tell you something. It is a calling. But not only was she a friend like that, but I know that she was a friend who was serious about being a friend, a servant. Along with all the other male friends that I've had who have been police officers, greater love hath no no man than this, but to lay down his life for a friend. Now, these officers, these FBI agents who came... Um, to do their job they were killed being a friend you don't you may not look at it that way but that's the way it was they were being a friend to you they were they were making sure that our society was safe from this man who was violating laws and statutes that we signed on to because they're on the books and if you want them changed then you change the laws. That's what, that's the way this is done. And that's why, you know, even though they call it, uh, pardon me, an insurrection that occurred at the White House, I mean, at the Capitol a couple of weeks ago, that's, that. no, it wasn't. An insurrection is burning down houses and businesses and streets. An insurrection is threatening the lives of pregnant wives of news people who are inside of their home, making them afraid. Those are insurrections against our society. Those clowns who happened to make it into the Capitol, and that was because of uh, actual breakdown of security of the Capitol police. I mean, yeah, I want to give every cop his props, but I'm not giving them props because they allowed this to that I'm not saying they allowed it to happen, but they were the reason why this happened. They were stupid. Yes, the words of Obama would ring true right now. They behave stupidly. And if they had behaved the way they should have behaved, and they, they weren't because this was given a pathway of, 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 of uh, okey-doke. This was, the, yeah, that was given, it was given the pathway of okey-doke. That's what I'm going to call it. 
the pathway of okie doke. Those people would have never been able to breach that capital if you had the right leadership commanding the forces and that were at its disposal and it paid heed to the warnings that they had been given if there had just been competence. If there had just been competence. You know, an incompetent person will get you killed. Are you here? An incompetent person will cause the castle to be overrun if they're not looking out for their from their vantage point. If they are not paying attention to what they need to pay attention to, an incompetent person will get you hurt. Yes, they will. Incompetence. Equity. Uh, somebody is going to win or lose, right? And friends, we have a, a a a person who has been sworn in at the White House, who who, who is somehow. I want you to hear what I'm about to say here. Check this out. You have hordes. Hordes of people headed for our border, our southern border. This is for real. That's real. Hordes of them. There is no reinforcing of our troops at the border. But you have over 5,000 U.S. troops in Washington, D.C. for what? Nothing. This gift that we have been given, and I want you to look at it like that because that's the only way you can be grateful to God for what is happening. Oh, you could be grateful, but I want to understand why you, I want you to understand why you're being grateful. You're being grateful because God is showing himself, the the creator of all things. And certainly one who has given his stamp of approval to this Judeo-Christian nation. He's chastising you. He is correcting you. And you need to be grateful for the correction. Only fools are not grateful for correction. Only fools are not grateful when they're corrected, when they're wrong. You know, people come around and try to correct you, <laughs> and you're actually right. But only fools are not grateful for correction when they are wrong. And, and America, I, I, by and large, we're not foolish. We're very smart people. But we're, we needed to be, we had to be corrected. And we're being corrected. And only fools will rebuke and kick against being corrected when they're wrong. You got to recognize when you're wrong and you got to repent of it. And and America right now, all of us need to repent of the wrong that we have. uh, Yeah. Been doing. And committing against ourselves. 
it's wrong for 5,000 troops to be in um, Washington, D.C. for no reason. There was no insurrection. They tried to make you believe that uh, a couple of hundred people uh, who, you know, got into the Capitol and there was no real damage done except the idiots just, you know, it, it should have never happened. It should have never happened. But it did. But it should have never happened. But I'm I'm convinced that it was allowed to happen. And I know, you know, one week from today, I think it is. And if this is in replay one week from today, I may be actually in D.C. I'm not sure. I've gotten a possibility of being in D.C. one week from today. But the president's supposed to, you know, the trial, the impeachment trial, the sham trial. Yeah, that one. It's supposed to start one week from today and and within the seven day period. uh, It's going to be very interesting to see whether or not this is all humbug as it was before. We know it is. But how will the American people actually uh, respond again twice? Uh, How will they respond to what was perpetrated against Donald John Trump if, in fact, the second time he is, they want to impeach him, fails? Americans, uh, shouldn't that speak volumes to you about uh, what this is all about? It's about nothing. Because it's surely going to fail. It's dead. It's DOA. It's DOA. Why are we doing this? Why are we even spending money on this? You see, they want to shut down your schools. They want to shut down your churches. And they want to make you wear masks perpetually. Double masks. They want to make you wear, but Dr. Fauci said, well, maybe double mask uh, will work. And then Dr. Fauci reversed himself again and said, well, double mask probably, you know, (laughs) hey, your immune system is actually more effective against COVID if you're healthy. I'm saying if you're healthy than the vaccine. Why? Because 98, 99, I think it is, percent, 98, 99% of people who get COVID, who contract it, survive it. The vaccine is 94% effective. So your, your, your immune system that the creator gave you, yeah, who, who knew that, you know, there would be viruses and stuff like that coming around. He created you, if you remained, you kept yourself healthy and strong, if you did the right things toward the temple, your body, you, would, uh, you could ward off most things that would come at you. You'd survive it, and then you'd spawn a new generation of survivors. That's what it was all about. That's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. So you still got to have men and women to do that, though. And, of course, they're trying to eliminate your genders. 
and all the babies will happen in test tubes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's what they want. How'd they get so far down that road? Because I got to be honest with you, they have gotten way, way down the road. They've gotten way down the road on that. Uh, Follow me on Twitter if you want to see how far down the road that's gotten. Oh, yeah, you uh, fire one black guy as uh, medical advisor, chief medical advisor. And you fire him. He's a black guy. You fire one black uh, medical advisor, black man. And you hire uh, a a white guy, I I guess. Oh, no, it's a transgendered guy. Hey, hey, don't get mad at me for saying it. I'm just saying, friends, that's where we are now. Oh, that's where we are now. Yeah. Just follow me on Twitter at Rev C L Bryant. And uh understand that Joe Biden has troops or Nancy Pelosi actually. Nancy Pelosi Nancy Pelosi and, and should I tell you this? Have you did you have you figured it out already? You, you have you haven't figured this out already? Oh, well, let me tell you, since you haven't figured it out, you just pay attention if you figured it out. You're not paying attention. Nancy Pelosi is the president of the United States. Are you hearing me? Nancy Pelosi is the godmother. Nancy Pelosi is the godmother. Don't you forget it. She is the president of these United States. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Our 
Erasing the desire to achieve individually. CL back with you, telling you, warning you, imploring you to be certain to look at the game that's being played and run on you. They are wanting to erase the desire that you will have to achieve individually. They're trying to um, take away the ambition from our young people. Young people don't have the fire in the belly to go and do something big. I have been able, and I'm very um, blessed to have been able to fire up young people to be around them and fire them up that is a um, gift that God has given me and to direct them to things that are suited for them it has to be based on them wanting to do it and I thank God that uh, he has allowed me in so many situations to be that instrument and men everywhere wherever you are women Everywhere, wherever you are, adults, be sure to mentor your children and others. Be that mentor for them. Fire them up. Every chance you get a chance to tell them, tell them they can be, they can do, they can be, they can do. And they don't have to be codependent. They can have especially, and I'm telling you, this is the only way to have the best life. It's through Jesus Christ. I found that. I wouldn't be telling you anything that I didn't know for myself. I know that for myself. And so uh, that is one of the things that we are called to do. But now the, the, the enemies of free people, they also want to limit your free association. Now, Nancy Pelosi is the president of the United States. Oh, yeah, you didn't know that. Let me, I'm, let me, in case you, you missed me in the last segment, let me tell you again. Let me tell you again. Nancy at Pelosi is the president of of these United States. And I'm going to tell you something. I've said this before. You may have heard me say this before. It's because she is perhaps one of the shrewdest politicians her generation produced. I want, I want you to understand this because Nancy Pelosi is the president of the United States. And I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, singing her praises. I want you to see something here. It, 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 she's an American woman. She's very strong. And she wasn't as wacky as she is now until Barack. Nancy Pelosi was not as whack as she is now until Barack. When she famously said, or infamously said, we have to pass the bill before we read it. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, she said that. You can. Uh, what song used to say? I know it's true. It has to be true because I heard it on TV. No, it's because um, you can Google her saying it. It's true. You can Google her actually saying it. It's not memed. It's her saying it. You have, we have to pass the bill before we read it. And uh, silly us, we, we always thought that that's what we sent them there to do is to write the bills and read them as they write them. That's usually the way uh, articles are written you by people who are writing them. You write them and you're reading it while you're writing it. And then you read it again after you've written it. That, that's the way articles are written. And the people who then sign on to them or, uh, or the authors of them should know them better than anyone else if they were the ones who wrote it, right? And so by Nancy Pelosi saying to us, that we have to pass the bill before we read it tells us that they didn't write the bill. No, they didn't write it because they didn't know what was in it. It was sent to them. And it was said, push this through. Nancy, push this through. We have to pass it. Because the masters of us said, you had to pass this, the ones who are pulling the strings, the puppeteers, the puppet masters, pulling the strings, said, um, you'll definitely pass this before you read it. And once it's passed, it's too late. Yeah, there's a reshaping going on here. As all of you know, full disclosure, black to conservative right here in case first time you've ever tuned in uh, this show. Uh, yeah, was not always this former president over uh, 35 years ago of the NAACP Garland, Texas, two term president. Uh, politics was the at least the type that I hyped was uh, different than this, although I really believe in my heart of hearts, I've always been the conservative that I am right now. I really believe that. I was not able to express it or say it or certainly did not understand it the way I do now, but I believe I've always been that. And I think black people, by and large, have been conservatives uh, in their spirit. Uh, And I really think that it is time now for us to uh, evaluate, examine ourselves, and then participate more fully in the American experience. I've been blessed to, uh, you know, travel in between two different worlds, two different cultures even, and um, and that's what you would call the white world and, uh, and then be called the black world, right? Because of the interracial marriage and all of that type thing that I was involved uh, with and uh, was um, in for um, long, 
a long time. Yeah. And uh, oh, 45 years. Um, and, you know, known Jane 47 years and and uh, 45 years of marriage and 47 years of, of relationship. You know, when I was 17 uh, when I met this woman. And, and, and that's the situation there. Um, you see a change and, and a reshaping that goes on in your life. And what I am seeing is free association it, it is under attack. Yeah, your, your right to free associate is under attack. That is what happened to me as a, a pastor in a southern town, southern in a, a, a Louisiana town, not southern Louisiana, but in a Louisiana town, a town in the south, a uh, state in the south. When I made, when I became a part of the Tax Enough Already movement, people attacked me because of my associations, of people who I was associated with, associated with who the media had painted as undesirables because uh, the media, the media said, the media said they were racist and they were this and they were that. Why? Because they were part of the taxed enough already movement. You know, you're not familiar with taxed enough already? Tea party, tea, tea party movement. They were, they were a part of that. And so they were attacked for their associations. And if you were black and you were associated with them, then you were attacked because of your association. Now, 11 years later, here you are, you are still being attacked. And with the slings and arrows, those uh, who are uh, true believers and righteous followers and all this type thing and uh, patriots for sure. And God fearing Christians, certainly. Here we are 11 years later, and let me, can you take a look at how far this has gone? Let me show you how far this has gone. You're not just being attacked because you are uh, speaking out at a time when you happen to have a black president, the first one, and for some reason he is a Marxist and is, is touting Marxist ideas. I want you to see how far we've come from those days to these days when you have actual professing young Marxist. When Georgia has elected two card-carrying Marxist. Georgia has elected, has, has sent two card-carrying Marxists. They might as well be. They probably are. And it's, it's my opinion that they probably are. It's my opinion that they probably are. I could be wrong. But Georgia has sent them to the Senate. Thanks, Georgia, but you didn't help this situation whatsoever. Thanks a lot. And and, and guess what? <laughs> wow. Here we are together. 
in this swamp again. And make no mistake, the swamp has returned in huge fashion. The character of our nation is certainly on display and being judged. There's no, there's no question about that. And friends, this is how our young people are being um, programmed. Our children are being programmed uh, through what Dr. Maureen McMillan calls, uh, calls, and I got to have her back on the show soon. Michelle got to get Dr. Marlene back on soon. What she calls the dialectic process and what has been called and what is called the dialectic process. There is a way to speak to people, especially young people at this point in time that puts them in touch only with their feelings and that's how they feel about things. Knowing that feelings change. And the heart is deceitful above all things. That's scripture. Meaning that the way you feel about something now can change in, 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 in an instant. It can change. The way you feel about people can change. It certainly can. And, 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 and if, 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 in fact, you want to be most effective at that, Bring feelings into the mix. You're not asked how much sense does this make anymore. No, how much sense does this make for um, this to happen and for me to do this? How much sense does that make? We ask, first of all, how did I feel about that? And, 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 and I'm telling you that most of the time will be the wrong basis of answer is your feelings. You have to take into account the, 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 the truth of how this affects you if you do or if you don't. And Americans, we were warned by Donald John Trump that this would happen if you elect Joe Biden president of the United States. You were warned that everything that is happening, the loss of jobs, the slow of the economy, the storming of the border. You were warned. You were warned. This would happen. If Donald John Trump. Did not remain president. Of the United States. You were warned. And so my friends. 
when we think about the weapons that we must have, I was telling the Eagle Forum, Utah Eagle Forum, a few weeks back. Pray and fight. Not pray and faint. We have been given keys to victory. Formulas to victory. In this life, men ought to always pray. People, the children of men, men and women, ought to always pray and not faint. Hey, that tells us that you can choose to pray and look for the strength that that brings to you, Americans, or let the things that are facing you overwhelm you. Share with you uh, an idea that uh, the Lord has is placed on my heart. I'm going to, uh, in the process now, I'm uh, of uh, putting down an outline for um, a children's book, and um, of course, we're a lot of things. We're, we're on our way to doing moving to Florida here very soon, and it's almost uh, it's just amazing all the things that are rushing at us at the same time. Trying to get my crew together and see if I can get all of them. Uh, in the same boat to Florida and my baby girls want to come down there and I don't know what part of Florida she's wanting to live in. Uh, you're welcome anywhere I am, darling. That's for sure. You and my daughter, my granddaughter. And uh, all of you girls, all of our, if I get the oldest girl down there, uh, well, all of us will be in there. My boy, he's coming. He's coming. So we're all going to move to Florida. Why not? <laughs> oh no, I, I'm I'm gonna love the beach. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen for me. Uh, the home stretch of the C.L. Bryant show will be coming up here very very soon. And um, certainly thank you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant show. I am C.L. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. Worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. 
ACL home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show. Glad you could come along with us uh, here on this great day in the USA as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Daily, daily, our flagship station, Red State, Red State Talk uh, Radio throughout the Fruited Plains of America, the largest talk platform in the country. So glad to be on board with them. Uh, thank you for welcoming me into the family. And I want to uh, certainly uh, thank those of you in Utah, particularly at the uh, Loving Liberty radio station uh, at platform. You be sure to check that out. Kathy Smith, great job that you and your people are doing. Thank you for the um, exposure that you give me there in the great state of Utah, one of the best-kept secrets in all of America. It is so, so beautiful up there. And um, I was wanting to close the show basically the way I started it. Um, That's um, almost habitual here. Close up the way you start. You you, um, come full circle. And bring the drive the message home. The message being is that there are so many things, my friends, that we have gone through together over a period of time that um, has hurt us. I mean, I mean, hurt emotionally. There's some things that we might be going through now that hurt us, that hurt emotionally. And a year from now, a month from now, um, two months, whatever, from now, you look back on it, if you let the Lord guide you and, 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 and use you and use you to learn from the pain, you're able then to help others because now you have a uh, point of reference looking into the type of pain that others perhaps are having. And I I, I say this all the time to people on the road. I certainly say it from the pulpit and in churches that I preach at. Uh, And I thank God for the opportunity to uh, preach in churches across the country. And uh, since this COVID thing, oh, my goodness, how that has slowed down. So, Um, but won't be long. We'll all be back into the swing of things. We've survived this and other things uh, much worse. Uh, There's no question about that. And we'll survive this too. And we could have already been on with it. uh, I do believe uh, if we hadn't been such idiots fighting each other and not listening to the uh, advice that I truly believe that had been sent to us in the last administration of Donald John Trump. Yeah. Move forward without fear. Let's go without fear. All the states like Florida in particular that have moved forward without fear. They're thriving. They're doing good. Very good. States that have been um, afraid and uh, fearful. New York, um, California. Look at the difference. It's a whole lot of difference in what you can do in Louisiana, Texas, uh, uh, Florida, you know, than you can do in places like 
Los Angeles, California, or New York City. It's, it's a lot of difference, a lot of difference in the philosophy of freedom. And I was telling you that free association is something that they really would like to take away. They don't they want to dictate to you who you associate with. And I was saying to you and I want to finish that thought um that as a former president of the NAACP I would never have thought that you would be seeing me or hearing me uh promoting championing anything that has to do with strengthening conservative values. That just was not going to be anything I did. Not 35 years ago. Just to let you know how things change. Huh? I was not the same uh, person thirty uh, that, that I am today just 20 years ago. 11 years ago. And quite frankly, I'm not the person I am today as I was just a month ago. I thank God for that. But we learn from the pain. And the associate, those who turn the cold shoulders to you. Friends that you have known for years and you better get ready for it to come. Because they're going to remember this is the type of climate that you're living in right now. They might remember that you have a friend. Hey, aren't you friends with that guy C.L. Bryant? Aren't you friends with with that guy, Dan Bongino? Aren't you friends with Sean Hannity? Free association. They don't want you to associate. Listen, you had better smooth believe that uh, uh, little Wayne's career may not be over, but it may not ever flare the way it did before because he was pardoned by Donald John Trump. Guilty by association. In other words, he's not free to associate with who he wants to associate with. Neither are you. If you are friends with anybody like anybody that we don't like. Huh? Are you standing by? Are you going to stand by and take that? Huh? What's the matter with you? What 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 is wrong with why are you do, why are you standing still for this kind of thing? Agitate, agitate, agitate. Conservatives, Christians, Republicans, people of faith. You better learn to agitate. And this is something that, of course, the the Dems have had the upper hand on us for years. 
And I've told you, you know, many years ago, I was long-haired, um, wild-eyed yippie. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry Rubin, Abby Hoffman, John Lennon, uh, you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. Jimi Hendrix, uh, all of those types of people were iconic to me. But my, how things change. Of course, you grow up, right? If you haven't grown up uh, by the time you're 40 years old, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, you crazy. I just thank God, you know, grew up. And so... The experiences that you go through and the things that go on and the things that happen and count it all joy. No, not that your car ran out of gas, as Pastor was saying Sunday. Not that your car runs out of gas or anything like that. Don't you know, you know but the experience of being able to tell somebody about it. And then the knowledge of knowing that you got to do something better. Count it all joy. That is the only way I believe that I, um, or anybody that I have ever known has made it this far along the journey is because they learn to count it all joy. Something that could have derailed, killed, taken you out because you know that God is working it for your good. You count it all joy. And when I look back on the pain, I look back on painful things that have happened in my life, particularly these last, this last year, there are, have been times, and I know I'm talking to somebody right now, I'm talking to whoever it is, male, female, boy, girl, young, old, whoever you are, there is something right now that right now, at this moment, there is no way that you can see how it will ever be possible for you to count this pain, this suffering, this heartache, joy. But count it joy. A month from now, you, you'll see why, why God has done it. But right now, believe me, a year ago, a year ago, a year ago at this very time, it's hard, be hard to tell me how to count stuff joy. But now when I look back over where God has brought me from, over the, the trail and the, that he has brought me over, Valleys, mountains. When I look back over the path I've come to be here, sane, alive, healthy, grateful to be alive, grateful to be still breathing and living in the land, the land of the living, glorifying my Creator. 
I count it all joy. And so, my fellow Americans, here we are asking ourselves all kinds of questions. We are perplexed on every hand. We don't understand anything that's going on, do we? Let me admit to you, sure, I comment on everything. I give you my historical perspective. I give you my current perspective on everything. But the fact of the matter is, let's be honest, we don't understand anything, do we? The only thing that I trust we can understand is that a nation under God who does no longer want to be under the rule of our creator under our God will be a nation gone under. Look around you. Follow me on Twitter at Rev C L Brian. Tell your friends about the show. Download free the C L Bryant show app. Follow us every day. I want to thank God for bringing us to a close of yet another day. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to be with you again, I am CL. My heartfelt desire for you is this, that God would bless and keep you all.